0: Is this the right state? Is this the right path? Is this the right person? Is this the right business opportunity? Should I do this? And if so, what do I need to make sure I'll be successful? Stop
1: chasing money and start chasing mastery and the money will come. God knows all the people and he has all the money. But what really started opening the floodgates of money and what really started allowing me to be like way more emotionally detached from money was. Welcome to the Queen Path. A podcast that serves as a royal remembrance of embodying the woman God has called you to be. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Queen Path. I am your host, Oi Consola, aka Sola, and welcome to the show. So I am so excited for this interview. We are going to be, I say we because I feel like y'all are all in my mind, giving me the inspiration to like ask very specific questions. So let's just say that we are all collectively interviewing Lizelle. So I'm interviewing Lizelle Kiss, who is a luxury handbag designer. Her bags are in Bergdorf, they're in Nordstrom. They're in Bloomingdale's, and she is a full embodiment of the Queen of Stream's archetype. Even if you don't have this archetype, this is the episode to listen to if you want to level up your wealth mentality, understand how to partner up with God in your business or in your uh, passion projects, whatever it may be. Um, she is also a woman of God herself, so in this episode, we talk a lot about her faith and how her faith plays a massive role in her success. And this is definitely the kind of episode, especially if you're a queen of streams archetype, um, that you want to have a journal and a pen ready. And if you don't know your archetype, then after this episode, just go to www.thequeenpath.com to take the Queen Path quiz. And without further ado, this is my interview with the iconic Lizelle kiss. Enjoy my loves.
0: Hello, Queen. Hi, I'm so
1: excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, I am so excited to interview you because I mean, for a multitude of different reasons, we have a mutual friend in common. And she mentioned, I was like telling her about the Queen path and about my business. And she was like, Queen, you have to meet my friend. And so the fact that our connection is something to do with like Queen mentality, Queen kind, like queenness. I was just honored to like discover who you were and found out that you were an entrepreneur like myself and you built such an incredible business and you are truly the embodiment of the queen of streams archetype and you're also a woman of God. And so I'm so honored for us to be having this conversation today. Welcome, welcome to the queen
0: path. very <laughs> excited, let's go.
1: All right, <laughs> perfect, perfect. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started in the luxury space. You do have a, a handbag line, correct?
0: Yes, so um, I'm LaSalle Kiss. I'm the founder and owner of LaSalle Kiss Handbags. My handbags are currently in the major retailers, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, uh, Shopbop, and in Bergdorf Goodman. Um, one of the first woman and black owned contemporary designers in Bergdorf Goodman um, and kind of the, the latest stream of black owned contemporary handbag designers at all um and throughout the country so it's just really exciting I started my luxury handbag business um a couple years after let's say 2012 I decided to be a fashion designer um I kind of was in a place a state that it was like groundhog's day it was the same over and over nine to five like not doing what I love I I did everything I could to get promoted in this current job that I was after I graduated college I just couldn't move up no matter what I, how hard I worked, how early I worked how many long hours I had, and I was like, I don't know why I can't move up. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go to New York and be a fashion dad. That's just exactly what I want to do. So you do just you just
1: decided. You just
0: it was, decided. it was a one it was a one day decision. Oh, okay. Let's let's
1: let's unpack that for a second. So what I teach in my courses in my coaching, I teach women about these three phases that are on the queen path, right? And it's the phase that a lot of us women go through. Phase one is what I call discovery or like self discovery phase two is decision. And phase three is devotion. And what tends to happen to a lot of women who are stuck in their princess state, they they just live in discovery. They are afraid to commit to decision because once you make a decision, you enter into devotion and devotion is like committing yourself to what you decided. Right. So how did you get from that point from just being like someone who loved fashion and was enamored by the beauty of it to making that one day decision? Because a lot of people are struggling right now when it comes yeah. to
0: Deciding on what
1: they've discovered about themselves. Yeah,
0: I think what it was, is the discovery was first. Like your steps is totally accurate. Like, um, I was so sad at the turn state I was. Yeah. A de- over a decade ago, I had discovered what was inside of me that I really truly wanted and what I loved, and I just could always remember me like drawing my my friends, my best friends' outfits on paper. I would, um, one time I danced, my pants ripped and for my friends was hilarious. Uh, (laughs) long story, but I turned that jean pant into a jean jacket. Like I, I I hands, I was able to hand stitch since I was 10 years old. (laughs) My mom taught me. Um, so I did like couture stitching since then. Like that was my first thing I did when I was 10. Um, and so I just always loved fashion. I knew inside, like, it was like a thought that I was going to do this, but I never voiced it. It's like, I didn't even know that I wanted this, but I was like, if it was a perfect world, if I can choose the one thing, yeah, to make the happiest girl in the world, it would be me being a fashion designer, not just a fashion designer, a top fashion designer. And Come how on. do I become a top fashion designer? I go to the top fashion school, and what is the top fashion school in the world? Parsons, and where is that located? In New York City. So, I literally t- made the decision that if I want to be a top designer, I'm going to top school in the best city in the world. and I made that decision it was the way that I was able to do is that I decided to do one thing yeah I think that one thing of like knowing that's what I want to do was the easiest way for me to make that decision pretty quick
1: so it was more so like an obvious next step based on what you were desiring
0: yes so I was like I always want to be a fashion designer but I can't just be a fashion designer like I, I'm an, mm-hmm. I, I got a degree in entrepreneurship. I, that's my bachelor's degree, right? Yeah. My minor was mass And I did this because I knew I always want to start a business, Yeah. but I don't want to just start a fashion business. I want to really be the top fashion Ooh. designer. So yeah. like, I was like, cause I always excelled at everything I did, um, to that point. So if I want to be a fashion designer, I got to be a top fashion designer. How do I do that? So I would just, I, what I did, I actually reverse engineer what that could look like. If I was a top fashion designer, let me look at the let me I actually did research by the way. So when I made a decision, I did research. My mom, I said, Mom, I'm going to be fashion designer. She thought it was like left field. She's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna be fashion designer. she's like, Well, you know, like she's trying in. She's like, LaSalle, like, you know about these designers, this person, this person. I'm like, No, I don't. She's like, You gotta be a student of the business, be a student of the business, and you'll find your answer. So I did that. I went on Vogue.com, looked at all the runway shows with all the top designers found out look at the background and I found it was like a the top designers of America were from Parsons so I was like wow. that's the school so so I did everything I could I actually created um not kidding you I created a curriculum for myself like oh I, was school, right. I even went I even went to my job and said I'm going to go part-time guys I got to focus on being a fashion designer like they thought it was nuts
1: <laughs> yeah so during that period in your yeah. life when you were making these decisions and these choices Like, how were you, like, were you battling with doubt in any kind of way? Because a lot of women who have uh, your archetype, I'm also a queen of streams archetype. The spirit that we're really here is to, like, the spirit we're here to battle is really doubt because God is the one who gives us these big dreams, these big ambitions. And usually, like, if, if we get too heady about it, we overthink it, we think our way out of it. And so how is it that you are able to conquer maybe
0: the people thinking you're crazy, self-doubt, any kind of doubt? Yeah, I'm going to just tell you, like, honestly, what I did in yeah. that season for eight months. Yes. So what I really did was that I they came across this audio um, that changed my life. Um, if I can share it, it's called Your Wish is Your Command. So my friend told me that audio. So let me listen to it. It was really great and I was I was so profound by that. I listened to the I listened to the audio. I stopped watching news, like mm-hmm. all news. I didn't want to hear about news. Yeah. People actually I found out that you hear about the news from other people. People tell you the news. So I was like, this is great. Like I don't have to yeah. watch news. Yeah. Um, I also told my dream. I'm gonna be fashion designer to like less than five people. Yeah. Period. Like I only told like the people that that I will miss if I left yeah Um, and people I hung out with more than like you were
1: you were protecting your dream
0: yeah and then when I had someone like my mom doubting or if I had someone doubt I said stop it I actually had to tell them to how to to handle my dream I said I don't want to hear it or or they or they're too negative I said you're this conversation is a little too negative I'm gonna hang out the phone because i just I'm trying to be as positive as possible to get my dream I literally put myself in a crazy positive bubble that was very annoying to a lot of people on purpose to really believe I can get my dream. Oof, they actually had to learn how to be positive with me so I could talk to them because they weren't positive, I wouldn't talk to them. I was so focused on my energy being as positive as possible.
1: It's It's so interesting to me because as you're describing this and to other people, it may just sound like, you know, a spiritual technique to positive thinking. But what I hear is actually in the spirit, I hear that like, that's a warfare technique it's a warfare it's like a protection technique against the spirit of doubt it's like you created a force field around you of like no this is this is the environment that the seed that god has planted in me this is the seed that's necessary in order for it to flourish you know and so you were you were using things like boundaries right yes
0: and and you know what the key here's the most important part yes discovering boundaries and action because i actually created a curriculum like i literally was disciplined from like 10 o'clock to four o'clock from 10 to 11 i was on YouTube learning how to draw 11 to 12 i was sewing i was going to the stores around miami there's no fashion district in miami back then so like like i did everything i could but i was taking action in my faith with my positivity i was doing ever like like you know faith without works is dead right so like
1: Say it it again
0: for the women in the back. (laughs) I'll say it. Faith without works is dead. Like God can say, "Let there be light," and there is light. But we're human beings; action is necessary on top of saying that there be light. but turn the light on. (laughs) Like go into the like. That's the difference between. I think that I personally, I believe that's the difference between us and God. Like God has given us the power to be in His like His children. But he yes. can say and be whoever he wants and boom, it happens and he says it. But for us, you know, we, Jesus said to put the light on lamps. I don't put the, the lamp below. Like we have yeah. to pick up the lamp and put it on the table. Like that's the difference mm-hmm. between us and like, you know, God.
1: Yes. 100%. <laughs> so I had
0: to, I had to take the action of believing. Like my action was, my action is faith. Like I was taking the action that I believe versus believing and then hoping and waiting and that, i think that's the biggest difference between people who get their dreams and not oh so what about people
1: who because a lot of women again this is for the queen of streams who may be listening if whatever your archetype is a lot of us of a, a lot of us women in general we have a lot of flowiness we like to go with the flow and be in the vibe and sometimes we think we're taking action but really we're just doing busy work you know How did how did you create structure? I know you mentioned this curriculum, but like, how did you create like that that structure in your mind to actually be obedient to the curriculum that you created? Like, how did you like create structure within so you weren't just flowing all over the place as you were allowing your dream to come into fruition?
0: Well, I think honestly, um, I wanted it so bad that Mm -hmm. I was like, if I'm that serious to be a top fashion designer, and I'm at a level I have no skill set to be that person yeah even there was actually no doubt that I wouldn't get in by the way like I I I had no doubt that I would not get into Parsons I can wasn't in Parsons um I knew it I just it was almost like a knowingness yes I feel like if I'm gonna get a Parsons I'm gonna deserve I'm gonna get in there and I'm like I don't know it's just like I just knew it and I just had to go on that path because if I didn't I had there's nothing else to fall back on like what am I gonna do like look for a job like like I had nothing to I had nothing left to leave like I had like if I didn't get to Parsons that's the other part is like if I didn't get to Parsons if I didn't get accepted to Parsons I would have been stuck at that job that I didn't really like that I couldn't get promoted to I was looking for other jobs but in Miami I have to speak Spanish and I speak Spanish but like like I learned the language but like you know like it was still tough difficult and yeah I had no there was no backup plan that was literally that's that's how I'll be honest I think when I talk to you it's all coming to me I had no backup plan wow. I, I had to get in so I can yeah. leave
1: yeah that's I mean that takes courage my love <laughs> that takes courage so you were moving with a sense of certainty is that what you're saying
0: yes and praise that's mm-hmm. the, you know I love the fact that you're a woman of God I can Hallelujah. actually yes I can, and praise because I was in praise and thanksgiving every single day yeah. I said, thank you, God, for this course. Thank you, God for this. Thank you for this. When I worked out, I was thanking God that I was at Parsons already. When I worked out, you know, I think I was thanking God about like, you know, be, you know, being like in New York City. Like I, I thanked him so much to the point where I even cried in Thanksgiving before I even got accepted to, come to this school. Wow. Like I just was like, I felt it so deeply. And and I was, I was really in that time, I was really with God and I just knew. And I'll, and I actually will take walks around the neighborhood and just pray to him and pray with yeah. him and pray to him. And like, I was just talking to him, like praying is like talking to him. Like he's Amen. like, okay, so yeah. I'll just talk to him about the people I'll meet. And he'll tell me like, like, I just was with him the entire time. So, <laughs> so that's kind of like, that's how I kept my sanity. Like, it's like, it's like, it's so, it sounds crazy, but I really isolate myself with just God and my mom and two or three friends that knew and that's it and and i i was so keen on it yeah i just believed so much like i just knew it like i was like god like and it was like i wasn't begging him that's the difference too like there's Oof. two different types of like prayer there's a begging yeah. prayer and this the yeah. thing like prayer begging is like god please like i really hope please please come come through come through that doesn't work like that's not faith because faith is like god or god already did it i mean he's the alpha and the omega there's no time time does not exist he's omega. outside of the universe so it's not about begging it's just like saying god i really want this but is this for me too and just kind of testing the word and and
1: Ooh, that's, sure that's, oh let's, yeah. I would, let's let's even go deeper into that because yeah that's something so deep it's like the difference you said between a, a beggar's
0: prayer and what's the other one
1: beggar's prayer and a thanksgiving prayer Oh, like
0: you can, you can, beg, you can yes. beg God or you can thank God. Oh, of course. But it's, the begging, it's, the begging yeah. has doubt. It has like, please, can you do this for me, please? Like it is doubt. There's doubt within that yes. prayer. We can say the same exact prayer with thanksgiving God. Thank you so much for coming through for me here. You know, I, you know, you, you, and I also, you know, they always say, like, I always put his word. You said you'll have me be fruitful and multiply. You said, like, I use a scripture with him, Right. <laughs> Um, you said this because that helps me too right no yeah. and I say and if you don't God that's okay and you you help, heal my heart you know like like God can make the decision whenever he wants to and I know that but I I thank him already in advance I think my prayers are thanking him in advance always mm-hmm. and um and I'm also my hand there was a really great sermon I went to that time it was a pastor that said like you, we gotta leave yeah. live our hands open not like, oh, yeah. this, like he can take something from us so like like if you no know, like i'm thankful i'm at this level as a fashion designer right now but my hand is still open and if god decides to take it away fine but if he gives me more great and that's how i'm living my life right now like i'm just thankful that i got to this level like god yeah. chose me to be here i know i have a great responsibility to make this yes. work for black women and 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 women who are not from like like i'm not from like so socioe- like i'm not from money right so i just had a lot of faith that i could do this <laughs> Thank um but him. like but like if God has put me in this, this level to to glorify him then I'm thankful that I'm here at this level to do that yeah and something that I'd love to do and I I love it that I can wake up tomorrow and do this again you know
1: Ooh, that's so good that's so good I hope y'all really caught what she was saying about that beggar's prayer it's like literally everything is a heart posture, everything we do in this life is a heart posture. And so you were meeting God from the posture of being like a daughter and not being like an orphan, you know, and it's I think when we come to God with that orphan spirit, like, you know, he's not really father to us, he's disconnected from us. It's like we are slaves going to a slave master. And so just the way that you were positioning that prayer was like someone who was already chilling with God, you're, you're in the living room with God. So God's not far from you. So he feels more like a father. So um if someone's listening to this right now let's say they they have a dream to be a someone in I guess maybe a fashion designer someone who's in the world of luxury per se right what advice would you give that person if they were experiencing a heavy load of doubt during this time period in their life
0: now I personally with doubt so I'll be honest with you like to break barriers at this level this quickly like my me and my team we were able to get the major accounts within the first 10 months being in like reincorporating as a corporation like we we did it so fast I pretty sure we broke a record and and I'll be honest with you like there was a lot of possible doubt but like you said it's a posture so um anyone who whether in fashion or anything that is big like a big thing like
1: yeah
0: I think it's just really about relying on the skill sets that you've had in the past and use them Mm. because there's proof of the fact that you did it before somewhere in your life and the person needs to reflect on those moments when they were successful in that moment and can they bring that moment to the present at the time yeah and can they exaggerate it a little bit so that they can kind of be ahead of themselves i think if we can separate our ego and there's the outcome from the circumstance and the situation we're currently in i think if we can separate the outcome from the ego that's kind of where where we can really thrive like oh, um okay. so for, so so someone like doubt like i've had doubt like you yeah. know I, when i first launched my website i was like okay sales and i was like waiting i was like oh my god and i like cried And it, it was like a couple hours like I was like, no sales. I'm like, cry. Like, it's just, I just said I had to the email. Out, nothing had. Like, I was mm-hmm. tears. I felt like my heart was crushing. Like,
1: yeah. Oh,
0: you know. And then a couple hours later, the sales start coming in. I was like, oh my god. I called my mom. Like, I was like, not kidding. I, I was feeling doubt. Right. This is like yeah. over a year ago. This happened. Yeah. But you get over it. Like doubt is just a feeling. It's not. It's not. It's not a permanent state. It's That's okay.
1: it. That's it. Yeah. You, you just hit it. You just hit it. It's like, I think it's so important for women to realize like, as, as women, we're sensitive, we're more in tune with our emotions. We're going to be feeling an array of different things, especially if you're on the journey of entrepreneurship, especially when you're launching your own business, but the choice for it to either be a feeling that you visit or a state that you live in, that is a decision. You know, that is a decision. I love that you just, um, I love that you said it's just a feeling. It's true. We all are going to experience doubt. But something I notice a lot in, you know, people who reach out to me, people who have your archetype is that what stops them from actually getting into the realm of devotion. You know, committing in devotion is when you're like committed to it. It's like there's no turning back. Not like the devil can't stop you. You're like it's done. It's me and the dream and the lord like you can't touch me. Is that they they have doubt in themselves, but they also have doubt in God, right? So have you ever gone through an experience in your life where you felt like, especially as being a Christian, that you doubt God's, like you you doubted his power, you doubted his ability. And if so, how did you navigate that season or that period in your life?
0: I'll be honest with you. I haven't doubted God <laughs> at all. Wow! In fact, I can tell you that the difference, like I haven't doubted God at all. What yeah. I did do was that I got too comfortable in situations because I thrived so much. yeah. And I distanced myself and separated kind I of didn't feel like I needed him. Oof. And and then time will go by and then I get to a different state away from him, not knowing how far I am. It's like, a, I'm like on a beach, like tethering away, like going away <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Right? And I mm-hmm. realized that I'm not as powerful as I used to be. Oof. And I'm like, wait, but well, why am I here? Why am I feeling doubt? Why am I like, wait, God's like yeah you haven't been talking to me for a couple of years you'd be too happy right now you're too happy you're good you have all the money you got love you got everything I gave it to you yeah you forgot about me you're tethering I'm floating around the around sea a big wave hitting me I'm like wait let me just go back to God so I just go back to God and I, and it's a slow it's a slow way to get back it's not that fast <laughs> it's like I'm like okay well where do I start okay because open up scripture like you know, talk to him, like, you know, and the, and the crazy thing is that when I'm far from him, it's hard to hear his voice, it's yes. hard. he's so far, like, yes, but when he, then he starts coming, you know, when you get close to him, he comes close to you, and those things, and, and then I'm in his presence, and when I'm in his presence, God's like, boom, here, yes. God, right, so yes. I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't doubted God, because mm-hmm. when I'm with God, I can't doubt him, because I ask him, I I try not to be too smart. I mean, look, my life is like a flower. It's a glimpse for him. So like, how much do I know? So I got to go to him and ask him, like, is this the right state? Is this the right path? Is this the right person? Is this right business opportunity? Should I do this? And if so, what do I need to make sure I'll be successful? Like, not not just a yes or no. Like, you know, I asked God about something recently. I said, can I do this too? Can I do this and this? And he's like, he literally told me, this is like three days ago. He said, yes, I will bless you in it. If you're diligent and disciplined, that's the only way. And I'm like, okay, Lord.
1: Ooh, you. You, you, y'all you hear that? Yeah. I, I think we live in a time period where so many Christians or people who claim to follow Christ. I feel like there's a collective belief that we need a prophet in order to hear from God, that we need like multiple people. We need a pastor on stage. But from my, my experience and other people I know who really walk with God, like God speaks to all his children. You know, in Scripture it says, "My my sheep hear my voice," right? And so, what you just described, you know, there's periods where we will distance ourselves, and that's when I think the doubt actually starts to begin to foster. It fosters in the in a divided relationship. It slips between the cracks. And so, do you feel like as an entrepreneur, having a relationship with God is essential? Even if you are not someone who follows Christ, maybe someone's just listening to this and they, you know, they somehow clicked on this, uh, this video or this podcast, do yeah. you feel like it's
0: essential as an entrepreneur? Um, yeah. I mean, faith is, I believe faith is a law, right? Yeah. That's a law. Faith does work. Um, however, we, what we want, this is what I learned for myself, right? Um, what I want doesn't mean it's good for me and mm-hmm. i need to test what i want with someone greater Ooh. than i am and humans obviously it's everyone's first life so like nobody really knows and if they do great you find the mentor that you need on this planet if you can find them hopefully on linkedin or something that they'll give you the time of day but even but how much do they know so so me as a believer like i go straight to god directly to him i don't need someone to tell me what he's saying right however i do believe that the christ is a, the church is christ right and we we cannot forsake the church and there's people that going to come to our lives to kind of give us the word at the right time but that's yeah. through god's holy spirit right at the moment but not to rely on that person as a deity right yeah. people ain't deities right yeah. so so the entrepreneur who has no faith or who doesn't believe in god or doesn't know how to do that i just would say that at the very least like you don't know everything and you have to go to you got to go to someone with for that either a human being or god and the best person who's been around forever is god so I that's why you. i believe i believe that's why i'm a believer and um being an entrepreneur is like th- this is my ministry too like if i if god has what happened was that when god saved me yeah. from an atheist i actually said to him i said god i did not know I'd be a fashion designer yet i said god let me do something great for you because you saved me. You made me the person I am. Like, I'm no longer lost. I have something to hold on to. Can you do something in my life that I can glorify you? And he's allowed this business to be that. So that's how I feel.
1: That makes me want to cry. It's so important. Your story is so important because I think right now there's a lot of young women who listen to my show and, you know, they are not really a lot of women right now are not really optimistic about the future that we're entering into because of the economy and this, and they're saying that there's this and there's that. Right. And so I think a lot of people right now are navigating a lot of doubt because there's so much noise coming in. And it's so interesting, you know, when you started off your story, especially, you know, right before you really committed to fashion design, you started creating this bubble to cancel out all of this doubt. And I feel like now more than ever before, it's time to like lock back into that mentality, like being mindful of who you trust to share your dreams with. What is your relationship now, like protecting these things while you have a team and while you have people in your life who are always asking you questions? Is it the same
0: as it was earlier on on your journey when you were first starting off? OK, so what I have recently done is yeah. um, for me to advance and become a better person. I have to look back at what I did 10 years ago for me to get here. And what I did back then is that I had tons of faith. You guys hear my story. So I had tons of faith and belief that, and I didn't tell a soul, many souls about my dream. So um, here, now I'm 10 years in the future. Yeah, actually my circle got much tighter. What happens, a lot of people fell off. Like it's almost like I was flying a plane and people fell off in the last 10 years that I still love, but like, they're not in my circle. Yeah, And there's like very few people like, like maybe at least two three people that still stayed on the plane with me um and then there's new people that I meet in the industry or like outside of that industry that are really great um but it's about discernment um and also like how to say um still being able to talk to God directly about the dream and when I get excited about something I just go to my three or four people to tell them the excitement part yeah it's like I have steps so like I'm yeah. excited about an idea I go straight to the, my core people that've been around me for 10 years who I trust right yeah then I'll maybe share it with someone else after but most of the stuff I realize that I want to just tell people when things happen mm-hmm. the best way it's almost like it's a whole moving in silence thing right like yeah. that's the best way to make it happen and also even when you have a team or you have like people like not everyone doesn't matter who it is they can't see your vision so um you know you want to always keep your vision you want to always explain it your vision properly when you have a team so if you have a corporation like myself you have to people people can't see your dream you have to explain it and then tell them the benefit of it and why that's important like it's not like it's not about sharing something and then like even with someone like you love or something and you they tell you something and then it's like you feel like crap like that's what we do really fast because of our egos our egos get hurt real real quick and also the person you just told your dream to they probably can't understand your vision because they don't have your imagination and the imagination is a gift from god so yeah. they can't really you can't really be that hard in that person so you either have to explain the vision properly especially if you're a leader um or like you only tell the dream to someone that can that actually can believe it and if you don't have anyone like that you talk to god about it all day yeah right down and you take action on it so that's like the best pillars i could say
1: oh so good so good ladies are you taking notes please be taking notes she's giving so much wisdom what is your thoughts when it comes to like us being women who love luxury i definitely love luxury and travel and beauty and all of the things right but also being women of the kingdom being women who you know follow god and submit to the lord like what is what do you feel like that balance like what is that ideal balance being someone who is like enjoys the material things but you also know that you're not really
0: of this world you're in the world not this world so how do we balance how do we balance that what does that look like for you it's like balancing the store your treasures in heaven and you can't love both god and money but then you're on earth right now just hanging out you know like how do we balance that to balance the balance out the kingdom and also being a successful entrepreneur is really kind of knowing what money is what money is for like as long mm-hmm. as we don't idolize what money is um, and we think about the kingdom the kingdom for me is that if I can be a designer that it it touched someone's heart because maybe someone got the Harley heart bag and they got they got the emotional piece of it and makes a day like that's what matters more than like the money of course the money will come but at the same time, like, there's rules for that. Like, my favorite scripture is, like, Malachi, right? Mm-hmm. Like, legit, this is one reason why I'm actually successful. Um, So, you know, te- give tenth of, this, of the money to, you know, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, in the storehouse, where, you know, he prom- God promised he will open up the floodgates of heaven. Like, that's totally true. That's why I'm here. I did that. Like, when I had different jobs 10 years ago, or whatever, I would give 10% away. And I, I saw it come back. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we do that at the very least, like at the very least, no matter what God has given us, we can stay grounded in Him. Like we have we have given a piece of a portion of our money to the kingdom. Yes. And to speak to us what that means, right? Like it's not like a charity or a church. Like God will talk to us what what that 10% is, but that's very important.
1: Key, key, key piece. Yeah. I completely agree with this. Like for me, my when it comes to my money story, what really started um freeing me since freedom is so such a huge component of your business but really you started creating like financial freedom in my, in my life not saying that I was like a millionaire overnight was like no longer allowing money to be an idol to me. And there was a period in my life, I don't know if you've gone through this. I know a lot of entrepreneurs would go through this where it's like the fear of money running out and you're putting all of your, you know, your attention on not having enough. And it's like money, it's like money is on your mind more than what you're passionate about, than God, than your friends and your family. Like you're practicing idolatry. And what tithing has taught me is like taking it off the pedestal. You know what I mean? There's something like, even though it, you know, I think if people get caught up with a lot of the religious programming around tithing. They're like, oh, you're just getting, like, you know, getting pastors rich. But literally, like, the Lord will tell you exactly where He wants you to put that 10%. Yeah, yeah. There's times where the Lord has called me to put 10% to, in things that have nothing to do with the church. You know what I mean? It's His kingdom, right? And so I love that you mentioned that. I don't, I, I'm so grateful that you mentioned it because I don't think a lot of people really understand the power of giving, you know? So when did the Lord give you that, co- that command to start, you know, relinquishing some of your finances and being generous with the resources he was prospering you with?
0: Like, I mean, there's times I'm not consistent. Like I'll be totally yes. honest. Like there's a yes. season, some seasons I don't tithe, right? Yeah. I'm definitely pandemic. Like how I'm going to a church, right? Well, I try, <laughs> okay. Online tithing. Like let's maybe just figure this out. Yeah. Um, but I've been tithing for over 12 years. Um, yeah. And and it's very clear how my life changes when I tithe. Like yeah. very evident.
1: I love that you mentioned that. That to me, even when I started to follow my money journey, because I've definitely had a wild money journey as an entrepreneur of like ups and downs. But what really started opening the floodgates of money and what really started allowing me to be like way more emotionally detached from money was tithing. You know, it's like, and I think it's that emotional detachment. Is like something spiritually like allows more money to come in. You know what I mean? Because you're no longer focusing all of your time on like scarcity. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you were to give a queen code to a woman who's listening to this, specifically entrepreneurs who are listening to this, like a queen code, something like a, a mentality, a queen mentality that you think could help that person get to the next level, what would that code be? Maybe like a little, uh, like a secret I know we've given a lot of codes on this episode. We've given a lot of wisdom. We, you know, we taught y'all a little bit about tithing, the power of belief that, you know, praying like an orphan, but praying like a daughter. Like, what would you say? Like another, like a queen concept that you have, that you know, that could be valuable to someone listening to this, who might be in this season in their life where they have an idea, they're discovering these things, but they can't make, seem to make a decision in order for them to step into devotion with what God is calling them to do.
0: I think to answer your question, the thing that's been ringing in my ear and what I've been asking everyone, anyone I meet, they're gonna get this question from me. Like if I talk to them longer than two minutes, yeah. I, the the code is the end goal. Mm. The end goal. Like, mm. what is the end goal, and what does it look like, mm. and what does she look like, and what mm. is she doing, mm. and painting the picture of your, of your in your head. Like, what is the what is the end goal, like like why because it because then you can reverse engineer it if you're like I want to be a pianist what is the end goal pianist where are you playing like are you like at this concert hall like what is that and then you reverse engineer it and I think the end goal the end goal will allow you to move naturally to that direction because you know what the end looks like it's like you found the road so that's my code word the end goal
1: Oh, the end goal is so good. And y'all, I highly recommend that you guys, there's a specific scripture. I'm pretty sure that it's in Malachi. I think it's, no, 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 not Malachi. It's in Habakkuk. I I don't know how to say it. Habakkuk or something like that. And it says like, write down the vision, make it clear on tablets. You know, it's like the Lord encourages us to write down the things That Like the visions that he gives us because what tends to happen in our culture is like we are bombarded with so much media and intake and voices and all of a sudden you feel so disconnected to the vision or the end goal, you know, and then you start chasing like a bunny chasing all of these different things you can't really focus and what we've learned from Lizelle's story, which is an incredible entrepreneurial story it's the power of honing in and focus. If you are a queen of streams who's listening to this, you probably have a bunch of different passions. I'm pretty sure Lizelle, you wanted to design more than just like handbags. There's probably a bunch of different things that you were passionate about, but your ability to hone in and focus, I think that plays a massive role in your success. And so the last question, the last piece of advice that I would want you to share with our listeners who might be entrepreneurs on their journey, what would what advice would you give to someone who's super multi passionate? They feel like they want to do ten thousand different things, and all of these things, like the goal, the goals take them in all these different directions. But they want to do so many different things, and they have a hard time like honing in and focus. What advice would you give to that person who's listening, the fellow princess? My who might be listening?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I'm that. I'm still that girl. Like I have a lot of passions. Like I want to DJ. I want to mm-hmm. like learn flamenco. I want to learn all this stuff. Like there's a tool yeah. that I use for this yeah. that I, I learned. Yeah. Um, it's like um you want to write down a list of a hundred things if it's or 20 things, if it's not a hundred things, right? Or 10 oh. things if it's not 20 things, but no less than 10. You write down everything, all the things you want to do. And then you number the ones that you believe that you can achieve in the next like six months to a year. That makes you, on top of that, feel amazing, happy, fulfilled, fantastic. Not like you, you, you look at it, you're like, oh, I could do that, but I don't really care to do that. You know, that's a low score. That's like a, that's like a two or one. Mm -hmm. If it's like, I know I can do it, and I would love to do it, but can I really do that? I don't know. That's like a seven, six. Wow. To like, um, oh, I would love to do that. You know what I? Believe I can do. I can do that. maybe the talks is pretty good ideas. I get to definitely do that. And I, will, oh my god, I can't even think straight. I think that I have to do this. That's a nine ten. Wow. And then you, and then you go, and then you the things that are above an eight is what you really focus on, and you do it one more time for those for that list, and then you just try to nip, take it down to two. Ooh. And then you take two. it down. To yeah, Ooh. two is like two is good because two we yeah. can do. We we got a job nine to five, and we go home. Like yeah. we do social media, like two is the max we can do. If it's three things, it's not gonna work. Two Ooh. is what you can do, and then you and you bring it down to one. Wow. Yeah. If you have a job, you will have your job and then the one. That's what, that's really the hack for entrepreneurs. Like the job that you have and then one, not the mm-hmm. job and then two, right? The second thing is a hobby. So like if you wanna be a if you wanna be a DJ and you wanna start your own entrepreneurship business and something. But the, the thing that will make you money, right? Because that makes you heck excited too, is the entrepreneurship something. You should have your job, entrepreneur something, and you learn DJ aside as a hobby. You have to designate a third thing as a hobby. So that way oh, like, yes. you won't turn it into a distraction. Because if you turn to distraction, you won't succeed in nothing. You'll do bad in your job. You're gonna be unfulfilling your job, you'll you'll hate your job because you're not doing the thing you love. And then you're doing the business, but then you're also like super distracted because this other business. No, you gotta take that as a hobby. This is the one that's going to make you like happy and then you you are thinking about this happiness while you're at your job so you're still productive.
1: Oh my lord. <laughs>
0: Just tell me like that's, that's how it works.
1: Oh my lord. Y'all, are you hearing this wisdom? This is queen talk. This is the advice I wish someone gave me like, you know, 8 years ago when I first started my entrepreneur journey because I did not think in this way whatsoever. This is what I call the queen mentality. It's because like, you know, at the, at the end of the day, like that thing that is going to excite you and it's going to, not just the money part, but there's like actual passion, actual excitement. Like, you know, that you can accomplish, there's like a knowing inside of you, but when your mind is like distracted by the passion, also trying to be simultaneously hitting that, that spot with what, you know, like that's when people start to get like, foggy you know they get uncertain they don't know what to commit to because they're trying to like simultaneously make the passion you know the th- like compete with the thing that they know they're, they're they're born to do the thing that they know that they were designed to do oh
0: yeah
1: passion can naturally over a period of time can make you prosperous can make you successful but it shouldn't be in the driver's seat
0: like for instance when I got let's say I got, I got to New York 2012 2013 in the cold of winter I had no skill sets I just want to be a fashion designer i just got to school so yeah. how did i get here 10 years later i was like if i'm going to be the end goal the top american fashion designer selling luxury handbags i gotta learn how to sell luxury stuff so <laughs> i i took all these crazy high ticket sales jobs so i could learn the craft so that i can do this wow So it's like the end goal has to match the skill set like if you don't have the skill find the skill so that you can match the dream. So good. So good. And that's what, if you're
1: on the queen of streams path in particular, I will say this time and time again, stop chasing money and start chasing mastery and the money will come. And I think so often in our generation, we get so, you know, caught up the end goal. We're mostly like, like, most likely just thinking about the lifestyle We're like, this is the lifestyle I want. And so that could kind of dilute the the vision because you're just thinking about the byproduct of, of the actual end goal right and so it's so important to be clear on what you're actually doing on a day-to-day like what is it that you feel like God is calling you to do not the lifestyle only that what it comes with right um but it's so important to chase mastery and to continuously evolve your skills um final question I know I keep saying final question final question but this is such a good interview good talking so, to you. so, you're so like you you have such a tremendous like an abundance of wisdom I'm truly so grateful um, to be having this conversation with you as someone who's getting a little bit more seasoned in your entrepreneurship journey, how do you stay passionate now that you're no longer operating from a place of like, um, like the early stages of hunger and Parsons and like, you know, how do you stay motivated and how you, how do you stay passionate so you can always have, you know, fresh ideas and fresh visions when it comes to your bags?
0: For my bags in particular, I'm yes. really still. I still have the end goal. Like mm-hmm. I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. Like, like my friends are like, "Oh, while well, you're here. You must feel great." I'm like, I'm not done yet. Like the the end goal for me mm-hmm. is that I believe in a woman not settling for quality and design that's designed by designer under a thousand. Like I that was like my thesis in Parsons. I'm like all the kids in the class was like my my thing is three thousand dollars i'm like it's seven hundred dollars like like i'm like it's seven hundred dollars like it's five hundred like you know <laughs> so i am I was out the box in school too because i wasn't trying to go for crazy luxury stuff Yeah. but my end goal is that i want a customer to feel as if she does not settle for something that is good quality that she found on her own that's her own that's her own little hub like this medical thing it's just her thing right
1: yeah. So that's
0: what my angle is. Also sustainability. I want my bags to, I, I my I would love to create a program which I'm actually creating soon um, yeah. where people actually buy when I'm buying with um, the retailers. So like I so, want to like create like pre-orders and I, that was successful. Like I want to have a woman feel like she bought a bag for herself and she's going to wow. get it at the same time when it hits the stores because she got it for herself. It was made for her. Because we, we wow. only make according to, like we're very sustainable. We don't make thousand pieces like we're making like enough so mm-hmm. like if I can get enough pieces for customers in advance too they're going to feel special like that's a, it's a it's so much fun to 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 be like oh okay I'm not there yet let me what does there look like you know I haven't met Oprah yet like maybe when I meet Oprah I'm, like, I'm still dreaming like I think the end I think this is a dream continue dreaming um even when you get there even if people tell you that you're there just like the only but the thing is like i really really this is why i love talking to you like god is everything to me like i i'm still following god like like i'm thankful i'm here that's great and maybe i'll sit there maybe i'll talk to oprah because god introduced me to her because i my saying is god knows all the people and he has all the money
1: hallelujah can
0: can you say that again this is like my saying like god knows all the people And god has all the money so god wants to introduce me to someone fantastic great if he wants to give me all the money i need fantastic but at the end of the day like i'm his and and that's that's what that's what keeps me grounded and i always tell my friends i was like guys like don't let me be that crazy fashion designer like call me two o'clock in the morning i don't care yeah (laughs) hold me accountable hold me accountable to my success too like make sure that i'm still grounded in the Lord make sure that I'm you know like I have to I can't be per se, the church like yeah. like make sure I'm I'm with with everyone I'm still think I, I still have a dream that's <laughs> it you are
1: truly the embodiment of the creative visionary the queen of streams thank you so much Lizelle for this conversation for the wisdom that you shared to the audience I know a lot of women who listen to me are either entrepreneurs or aspiring to be entrepreneurs or just have an open heart and an open mind to listening to the story of women who are not like sacrificing passion for a paycheck, you know, and the fact that you are prospering in your purpose and you're, you know, still walking with the Lord, even as he continues to bless you and, and expand what it is you're doing, you really are a role model for so many women who are listening. You're, I'm definitely like, I want you to know that I am super inspired by you. And I'm just so grateful for your time. Where can people find
0: you? How can people, you know, get into your world? Yeah, well, first and foremost, you can definitely go to lascellekiss.com to shop and find your own Lascellekiss bag. I have a couple that just released, um, some older styles. And mm-hmm. then connect with me on LinkedIn. Say hi, you know, where you found me, where you heard me on LinkedIn. I will say hi. I will connect with you if you connect with me and tell me where you, if you heard me on this podcast. Um, and also follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at L I It's the at symbol, L-I-S-E-L-L-E-K-I-S-S.
1: And by the way, y'all, when you are shopping on her site, my personal favorite bag, I love the Harley bag. That bag to me is like, that's an iconic piece. I just want you to know that that bag is iconic. All your bags are iconic, but that one in particular, I was like, yeah, this this one is my my personal favorite. So y'all, if you see that bag, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you, LaSalle. Is there anything else you want to say to the fellow queens and princesses who are listening?
0: Yeah, I would say be a queen and never settle.
1: Come on, be a queen and never settle. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, LaSalle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Queen Path. If this episode resonated with you, then please give us a five-star rating, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have a fellow queen of streams in your life or someone that you suspect may be a queen of streams, Um, You can support this podcast by sharing this episode with a friend or even sharing the Queen Path quiz with a friend. If you want to access the quiz, go to www.thequeenpath.com. And I've also created eBooks for each archetype. So if you're interested in diving even deeper to mastering your queen archetype, then just go to our instagram page and you can see that in our link where you can access all of our digital products our instagram is at the queen path that's also where i'll be announcing our upcoming kingdom class where if you're listening to this on november 6th we'll most likely be having a free kingdom class this week i usually uh announce it like a day or two before on instagram so make sure you're following me on instagram to get an announcement when our next kingdom class is i'm pretty sure i'm going to be having one this week Um, I'm so excited uh, for this upcoming season. Next week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about love and relationships, and I will see you all in the next episode.